I wandered so aimless, life filled with sin I wouldn't let my dear Savior in Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night Praise the Lord, I saw the light I saw the light, I saw the light No more in darkness, no more at night now I'm so happy, no sorrow in sight Praise the Lord, I saw the light Just like a blind man, I wandered along Worries and fears I claimed for my own Then like the blind man that God gave his sight Praise the Lord, I saw the light I saw the light, I saw the light No more in darkness, no more at night now I'm so happy, no sorrow in sight Praise the Lord, I saw the light I was a fool to wander astray For straight is the gate and narrow the way Now I have traded the wrong for the right Praise the Lord, I saw the light I saw the light, I saw the light No more in darkness, no more at night Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside Praise the Lord, I saw the light Praise the Lord, I saw the light Why me, Lord? What have I ever done to deserve even one of the pleasures I've known? Tell me, Lord, what did I ever do that was worth loving you? For the kindness you've shown And Lord help me Jesus I've wasted it so help me Jesus I know what I am And now that I know that I needed you so help me Jesus my soul's in your hands try me Lord if you think there's a way I can try to repay all I've taken from you Maybe, Lord, I can show someone else what I've been through myself. 
on my way back to you. And Lord, help me, Jesus, I've wasted it so hell me Jesus I know what I am and now that I know that I needed you so help me Jesus my soul's in your hands one more time Lord help me Jesus, I've wasted it, so help me, Jesus, I know what I am. And now that I know that I needed you, so help me, Jesus, my soul's in your hand. Jesus, my soul's in your hands. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross Where the dearest and best For a world of lost sinners was slain So I'll cherish the old rugged cross To my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown In that old rugged cross Stained with blood so divine A wondrous beauty I see For t'was on that old cross Jesus suffered and died To pardon and sanctify me So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown To that old 
rugged cross I will never be true It's shame and reproach gladly bear Then he'll call me someday To my home far away Where his glory forever I'll share So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown Amazing grace, how sweet That saved the wretch like me I once was lost Oh, but now I'm found I was blind But now I see Was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear! The hour I first Grace will lead 
lead us home When we've been there Ten thousand years Bright shining as the sun We've all as day God's praise than when we first begun. We've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Right there. Um, I also wanted to um, acknowledge um, that my folks came to church today. Mom, I'm so glad you and, and Papa are here. Thank you all for coming. They don't get out much. Every time I see them, they're in their pajamas. <laughs> oh, that must be pajama row. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I wanted to, uh, to mention was, Mom, I know that you remember when, when we were going to church, when, we were, when you had me as a young boy in church all the time, and your mother would sing, and she'd sing the most beautiful harmony with, uh, with the choir, and uh, you know, she played the piano, my grandmother played the piano, and she sang such beautiful harmony, and, and Tammy, it just reminds me so much of you. You have such a beautiful harmonic voice back there. Thank you for singing. Um, well, let's get started. I want you all to know, first of all, that I'm, I'm thankful today for your presence here and the effort that you made coming to church this morning knowing that our pastor would not be here. I'm thankful for those of you that have prayed me up this week, and I assure you I've needed every word of your prayers and encouragement. I've spent a great deal of time in my Bible and a great deal of time in prayer seeking God's face and his direction so that I can bring to you what he would have you hear, not what I would have you hear. I was sympathetic to Pastor Kip's words last Sunday, right before the Easter service. He tried to illustrate how difficult it is to stand behind this pulpit each week and bring to us what God has put on his heart to share with us. It's an awesome responsibility that he carries. And I'm thankful and I'm grateful that we have a pastor like Kip. Most of the time, he makes it look easy. I encourage each of you that are visiting today to come back next Sunday and get a listen to the A-team. He's truly filled with the Holy Spirit. He knows the Bible as well as anybody that I've ever met or learned from. And that being said, it's my hope today that you're blessed by receiving God's word from me. When Pastor Kip asks me to speak here at Millwood Church, I'm usually excited with the expectation of where the sermon will take me. In my study, I usually find some wonderful stories in scripture that are amazing and uplifting. Usually by the time I get to the end, I always have a feeling of conviction in my heart 
not because of the way that I'm living today, but because of the way I've lived my life in the past. This journey was no different. Man, I'm not going to start that today. I prayed and prayed and I asked God for a word for His people. The response that I received from Him that He laid on my heart was that my word is everywhere. At that particular time, I was sitting in my truck at a stoplight down here by the high school and I didn't have my radio on. I was just spending some time with my Creator and I was literally pleading for a word. I didn't have the music on, but I looked at my radio screen and there was a song title that read, It's Not What I Did, It's What I Didn't Do. I didn't quite understand it, but I got into my Bible and here we go. The first story I was led to was in the book of Job. And though I will be referencing a great deal of scripture from this book, our scripture for today is Job chapter 23 verses 10 through 12. Bingo. Job tells us, but he knows the way that I take, and when he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot has held fast to his steps, and I have kept his way and not turned aside. I've not departed from the commandment of his lips, I've treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Let's go to the Lord. Father, we're thankful to you today for your word. We're thankful to you that we have a place to come and renew our spirits with your daily bread. We ask that you would give us ears to hear and minds to comprehend your message today, God. You alone know our hearts. And I ask that anything that I say that's not from you today be separated from your people. We ask these things in Christ's name and all God's people said. Most of you are familiar with the story of Job, some are not, so I'd like to start with a little bit of background on Job. He was a blessed man. He was recognized by all that he knew as one who feared God and one that shunned evil. His faithfulness was rewarded. Job had 10 children. He had 7,000 sheep. 3,000 camel, 500 oxen, and 500 donkeys, and a big old house. But Job would be tested. In Job 1, 6 through 7, it tells us that the sons of God came before the Lord to present themselves. Now, the sons of God in this particular passage are, are angels, God's angels. Satan, the accuser, came with them. God asked Satan, from where do you come? And Satan answered, going to and fro on the earth and walking back and forth. In 1 Peter 5 and 8, it tells us that your adversary is a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. And that's what Satan was doing, walking to and fro. Now by all accounts, including God's account, Job was a righteous man. In verse 8, the Lord says to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him on the earth. A blameless, righteous, and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. 
The devil responds to God saying, does Job fear God for no reason? Have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all of his possessions? You've blessed him in every way. But if you took away his possessions, he would curse you to your face. God has faith in Job. And he tells Satan, all that Job has is now in your hands. With the one exception, you may not touch his person. Sometime later, one of Job's servants came to him. And he told him that the Sabaeans, which were a rival nation to Israel, had came and stolen all of the oxen, all of the donkeys, and they'd killed all the servants that tended to them. While he was still speaking, another servant arrived to report that a fire from heaven had come down and consumed all of Job's sheep and killed all of the servants that tended them. Another servant arrives shortly after and tells Job that the Chaldean tribe had taken all of his camels and killed all of the servants that were tending them. When the fourth servant arrived, he came with the worst news possible. He came saying that a great wind has come and destroyed your oldest son's house and all of your children have been lost. In all of this turmoil, what was Job's reaction? He tore off his robe. He shaved his head. He fell to the ground. And he worshipped. Saying, naked I came from my mother's womb. And naked I shall return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or blame God. Sometime later, the angels came back before God and Satan was there with them again. God asked him, from where do you come? And again, Satan replied, going to and from on the earth, walking back and forth. God asked him again, have you considered my servant Job, a blameless, upright man, who shuns evil. Even when you incited me against him to destroy him without cause, he held fast to his faith. Satan responded saying, surely a man would give all that he has to save his own life. But if you touch his flesh, his flesh and bone, he will surely curse you to your face. So the Lord put Job's body in Satan's hands saying only, you may not kill him. Shortly after that, Satan struck Job with sores from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. His own wife comes to him and says, you should curse God and die. Job's response to her is, shall we indeed accept good from God and not adversity? In all this, Job didn't sin with his lips, but his suffering remained. In Job 9 and 10, Job says he despises his own life. And in Job 10 and 1, he tells us that his soul loathes his own life.
Job's friends, after hearing of his plight, came to see him. He's in such bad shape that they don't even recognize him. So they sit with him for seven days and seven nights in silence. At first, they have pity on Job. But when he begins to lament his suffering and he argues that he's suffering unjustly, even Job's friends turn on him. They tell Job, God only afflicts the, only afflicts the wicked with miserable lives. Job lost his wealth. He lost his servants. He lost his health, his children, his reputation. And his own wife tells him to curse God and die. But he didn't. He didn't sin. He didn't blame God. He didn't lose faith. He didn't quit. He remained faithful so much so that he tells us in chapter 13 and 15, though he slay me, I will yet trust in him. And in our daily text of chapter 2310, Job has faith and says, when he has finished testing me, I shall come forth as gold. And he did. The thing about gold is when you put, put gold in a fire and you melt it down, you melt out all of the impurities. And so this test melted out all of the impurities that were in Job. When Job's test was over, he emerged from the fire like gold. God restored Job double what he had before, and he lived the rest of his days in God's favor. I want to ask you today, you ever feel like you're being tested? Some of us are walking through a fire right now. Some of us are being tested harder than we've ever been tested in our lives. 1 Peter 2 and 21 makes it clear that these tests are part of our following or our calling as followers of Christ. After all, there's no testimony without test. But here's the good news. 1 Peter 5 and 10. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered for a little while will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Sometimes, if not most times, when we're walking through the fire, it can seem like an awfully long walk. Sometimes God may seem to appear slow in his actions, but bear with him. Stay faithful. Praise him. Seek his face. Because God's timing is always perfect. He's always in control. Ecclesiastes 8 and 6 tells us, for there is a proper time and procedure for every delight. And even though a man's trouble is heavy upon him, no, I'm sorry, and even so, when a man's trouble is heavy in upon him. 
Job proves to us that when you're in the will of God, you're still going to have to walk through fire. But when you're in the fire and you're in the will of the Father, He is there with you. And when you come out of the fire, having kept the faith and praised God through your challenges, you will have been made pure and beautiful like gold. The second story that I want to share with you guys today is not a story from the Bible. This one's going to be hard for me to get through. It's a story about a young couple. They were blessed at an early age with a beautiful son. When the boy was old enough to start school, the couple made the decision to send him to a Christian school. The thought that he would not only get the best education there in regular studies, but he would also be taught the Bible and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Proverbs 22 and 6 says, Train up a child in the ways of the Lord, teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents. And even when he is old, he will not depart from it. The school was expensive, but they managed. They attended the church regularly where their son was being educated. He was baptized in that church. He was a student there for five years. The couple made sure that church and education were available to him. But you see, it's not what I did. It's what I didn't do. I didn't read to my son. The wonderful stories from the Bible. I was too tired after work. I didn't pray with him at bedtime because the game was on. I didn't continue his education in the Christian school because I convinced myself we couldn't afford it with the new house and all. Oh, I coached his sports teams. I taught him how to throw a football. Taught him the game of basketball. I spent time with him and his friends. But I didn't keep him in church. I didn't keep him in God's word. And I'll have to answer for that. But I'm here today thankful that I have a merciful God. A patient God. A God that loves me enough to give me a second chance. And here I am today, speaking in God's house, doing my best to bring scripture. And there sits my son listening. Listening when I say that the Bible teaches us that we're going to go through some things. We're going to have some trials. But if we trust God, 
and we lean on them, that it'll only last for a season. And when it's over, we will be restored. The last story I want to share with you today can be found in Matthew 27 and 38, Luke 23, 32 through 43, and Mark 15 and 27. This is a story about two men, one man who did and one man who didn't. The Bible doesn't tell us their names, only that they're two thieves that were crucified next to Jesus. Both men were mocking him. And Jesus, through all of his pain and torment, had the will to pray for others, saying, God, forgive them, for they know not what they do. One of the men joined Jesus' torturers in insulting the Savior. The other man rebuked the first, saying to him, Do you not fear God? We justly receive our rewards, but this man has done nothing. He then asked Jesus to remember him when he comes into his kingdom. And Jesus responds to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be in paradise with me. God put before the two men the choice, the choice of life and death. One man chose life, the other did not. What we can learn from this story is that as long as we have the mind and the will to accept Jesus as the Savior, ask for his forgiveness, turn away from sin, no matter what you've done or how many times you've done it, those sins will be cast into the sea of forgetfulness. And Jesus will stand in our defense before God. The story of the proof, the story of the thief proves also that it's never too late. From what we know, he wasn't baptized. He didn't go to church. He didn't say the sinner's prayer. But what he did was talk to Jesus. I'll close with this. As Christians, we're called to suffer. And as difficult sometimes as it may seem, be like Job. Love God with all your heart. Don't blame God for your circumstances. Lean on God and seek His face. Draw closer to Him as you go through your challenges. And when you're delivered from the fire, you'll be restored and beautiful like gold. We should be thankful that we have a merciful and patient God, that He loves us, and He's willing to wait for us to give us our second chance. The best thing that you can do for your children and your grandchildren is to teach them God's Word. Pray for them and pray with them. And lastly, be like the thief on the cross. Talk to Jesus 
and choose life. Let me pray for y'all. Father, we love you. We're thankful to you for your presence here today and your presence in our lives. Lord, I ask that anything that I said here today was, that wasn't from you and you alone has fallen on deaf ears. We recognize you as the great physician and the great healer, and we ask blessings of restoration for those in need. I go before your people, Lord. Bless them and prosper them in every way. Give them the strength and the courage to share you with others. We ask these things in the mighty name of Christ Jesus and all God's people said. Thank you for listening.